Hello and welcome to The Love Podcast with me, Pip. And me, Sharon. In this episode, we're sharing our chat with our mates, Johnny and Zara. We'll hear how they've navigated their love story as an interracial couple in today's world. Their story is a really important one to tell, especially at this time. Although they've faced challenges, their beautiful unity in Christ has seen them overcome any obstacles of racial differences. We laughed, we cried, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. We hope you do too. Guys, take, take, take me back to the beginning. How did you guys meet? Where did the romance blossom from? We met online um back in 2009 um when facebook was really just sort of starting to become a real big thing and everyone was jumping on the the bandwagon as it were Mm. um yeah i I did this thing on my facebook where you click find friends and it adds everybody that's on your emails list to your friends list and somehow obviously we've got our theories as to how this happened but somehow Zara was on my emails list so I one day got a notification saying your friend request has been accepted (laughs) and it was Zara and I was like oh well I haven't sent this friend request but actually I had because I clicked (laughs) (laughs) Um, so anyway naturally I clicked on the profile saw her picture started browsing through (laughs) (laughs) I like what I I saw (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah i just sent a message to sort of spark conversation and um do you remember what that message said then not exactly i do (laughs) hey my facebook randomly added you so hey and it wasn't and there was a smiley face but it wasn't the normal smiley face where it's a colon and the closed bracket it was the equal sign and i can't remember what the other square the square bracket it was like yeah, I'm 18 and cool and oh it was just so cringe but I replied hey. this idiot replied yeah. <laughs> so, Zara did it make you laugh yeah it did <laughs> did it actually that's good it did it did um, yeah just to be clear at the time obviously even though I was on the friend list we didn't know each other just no so that, that we didn't cool. know each other at all um, so actually at the time I was in South Africa wow. I was on a year out basically after sort of college uh, I was doing a volunteer year within a church in a small town called Clarence in South Africa so I was all the way down there and she was in London still finishing her A-levels so we were both very young Um, so yeah we just we got into talking um, a lot a lot like on Facebook you know back in the day when people actually wrote on each other's walls I know it's a historic thing <laughs> <laughs> we you could actually scroll down to our pages and it will still be there yeah, that's embarrassing. it's really embarrassing I hope no one listening actually does this but um, it's on our walls and then you know our messages would get too big for the wall posts so then we moved to you know Facebook we'll Messenger we'd be writing three wall posts yeah several like big blocks and then we moved to the Facebook Messenger and then even that got long and we were like, move it to the next step, MSN. Oh, <laughs> so then this is, this is where things got a bit strange. So we went, to, we exchanged email addresses and we went to add each other. Mm-hmm. I remember putting in Johnny's email address and it telling me that I already had him on MSN. And I was like, this is, this is strange. I've never met this guy before. How can I possibly have him on MSN? 
And so we carried on talking um, on there for a while. And then I think it, it must have come up in conversation later, later on that what we think had happened is basically back in the day when you had group conversations, you could add loads of people to it. And if they're in the same group, they get kept on your MSN lists. So what we think happened is that the only connection we have is that I went to a boarding school when I was younger and he went to, uh, and he lived in um, Buxton and we had one person in common who was from Buxton who also went to my boarding school. And I think it must've been a conversation where she added us on MSN and we both didn't interact in that conversation because there would be like 20 people in, yeah. that, in that chat, but we had each other on the list so that when he joined Facebook, it imported his contacts from that conversation and I was on there. So it's just so, so mad how it all happened. Yeah. And we still put it down to, to oh, others would say fate, sure. we say God 100%. Obviously. Yeah. But the way it all happened and it, the way it all planned out. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's, I would say that's some Columbo level theorizing about <laughs> <laughs> the connections. Wow. Yeah, yeah. to put that out there. It's it's a miracle, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. To, to, to bring that back, I ended up coming back from South Africa and we met up and, yeah, in person we gelled because we'd already spent that time getting to know each other. So, yeah, it just worked. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. And, and, and sorry, babe, during that getting to know each other phase on MSN and Facebook, um, were you talking, like, verbally talking or was it all... Type no, type. We, we were talking the minute we moved to, well, not the minute I say, that's, that's a lie. When, really? when we were on Emerson, we were talking, typing, typing, and then it was a slow introduction into video. So yeah. we would do video oh. checks. So, yeah, it's not a catfish tonight. Yeah, no catfish. Catfish <laughs> business. <laughs> <laughs> he was straight on the video. He was confident. He just put himself out there. I was like, slowly didn't really want to be on on camera and i didn't really know how to be on camera what 18 year old really uses especially at that time as well and so it took a while to get used to 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 doing that but then it moved to and even like eating in front of him on msn oh she put a post-it note on the front of the camera when i would eat (laughs) our conversations would last all day long yeah they were hours so it'd be like you know i need to eat now i need to I yeah. need to go to the bathroom. Just, it got a bit crazy. <laughs> just be right back. Um, but yeah, we would be, we'd basically be video chatting the, the whole time. So, like, you guys were so young, but this sounds like so intense so quickly. Yeah. Did you think, uh, did you know deep down that this was going to lead to marriage? Because it sounds like from the very beginning, it was heading that way. 100%. Wow. I say that because we would be talking again until like four in the morning, six in the morning. Honestly, I don't know what my mum thought I was doing, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> different topic. And we would be talking about what we saw our futures looking like. Yeah. And, you know, we would be talking about how many children we want, where we'd want to live. Yeah. And this was, this wasn't even coming from me mainly, be honest, babe. This was made, he knew what he wanted. I felt I was more the young, dumb, you know, just 18. But because he was in South Africa, he, you know, he'd yeah. been halfway across the world. He was, you know, on his own in this in this small town. He was so much more mature than me. These conversations were coming from him, really. And I was like, just taken away. I was just like, yes, yes, let's have a family. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, 
like you said, because I was, I'm also in the year above Zara sort of in school. So I was a little bit in terms of like progression at that age, a little bit ahead anyway. But the fact that I was on my own on the other side of the world meant that sort of my thought processes and thought patterns at the age of 18 had sort of gone from the normal 18 year old, let's go mad type thing to how do I survive in this world? How do I thrive in this world? What do I want? All those kind of questions. Mm. Although, although, yes, I was very young and still immature. I think you give me a bit too much credit there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was definitely approaching it from an angle of Christianity and being a God-filled relationship yeah. because there's no point in going down, from my perspective, there was no point going down that road mm. unless you envisage it being marriage yeah mm. um, so yeah that was definitely my angle to start with so those conversations did come up you know how many kids do you want like where do you see yourself in 10 years all these kind of things so. wow. <laughs> and in the five months before you met face to face we knew everything about each other's families yeah. basically our entire lives we yeah. we just knew in that fight we it it felt like he was slowly becoming a best friend as well at the same time in 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 terms of the level of detail you know about someone yeah. you're talking for hours and hours a day you're, you're not just talking about oh what do you like it's it's really how you respond to things in life what are your thoughts on this you know what are your thoughts on christianity what are your thoughts on you know important issues and we would just cover absolutely every base really mm-hmm. is that when we met it was like you know we've, we've yeah. covered everything now <laughs> let's get into it <laughs> yeah. it's quite surreal when we met to be honest because it was just like being face to face with this person that you know so well mm. but have never met if that makes sense yeah, it's yeah. a weird one <laughs> yeah. so where did you like where was the first meet moment like where did that happen it was in a train station. <laughs> so, yeah, I came back halfway through the year to come to New Day. Oh. I've been going to New Day every single year since the first ever New Day in 2004. <laughs> I didn't want to miss this one, which is 2009. So I flew back for that conference for two weeks. So the week, well, it was a weekend after New Day, basically. Yeah. And I was flying on, I think, the Monday or something like that. Yeah. And Zara got a train on her own <laughs> all the way up from London to Manchester down to Buxton. Because Buxton, believe me, is in the middle of nowhere. It's far away. It's in the Peak District. <laughs> it's a long way. And it's not easy to get to by public transport. So she did a journey on her own. Wow. So that says a lot, you know. Um, but yeah, when she came off the train and just like seeing each other face to face, it was just so surreal. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> there, there was, you know, the initial, oh, I know you, but I haven't, you know, physically seen you. But within seconds, it was, we were just holding hands and walking and talking. Oh. And just, it was just very exciting. It's that, yeah. that fe- I can't describe that feeling. It's a yeah. fantastic feeling. And I, I hope everyone gets to experience it one day. But yeah, it was, it was great. It was really nice yeah that's amazing so then so you came for new day and then you went back to finish the rest of the year right yeah yeah so when you came 
back, where were you living? Were you, you were still doing a long distance relationship, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty much throughout our whole relationship before we got married, most of it was long distance. Yeah. Oh. So it, we, we obviously was from South Africa to England to start with, which is a pretty big distance. Yeah. And then I moved back and I was up north. Uh, and then I went to, came to uni in London and Zara went to uni up north. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Why? Yeah, I literally. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we've been through the challenges. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Eventually, wow. Zara moved back and then we were finally in the same city at least. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we ended up in Enfield. So, yeah. so after uni, Johnny, you stayed in London yeah 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 pretty much like yeah for several reasons like with music london's the place to be anyway but yeah by that point we'd established our relationship to a point where there was no way i was gonna move away again so <laughs> yeah it's definitely because of you that i stayed down <laughs> <laughs> so in total how many years did you do the whole long distance for so when did I come back for uni? So that's 2014. Um, I guess it from when I moved to Enfield will be the point at yeah. which it stopped, which yeah. was 2015. Yeah. Six, so, years. Yes. six years. Yeah. Six years. I did have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that is incredible because I know, like, we started in a long distance relationship, but he was in Nottingham. So that wasn't too bad. And I was here um, mm. in Hertfordshire. But I, I, I would recommend long-distance relationships because, like you say, you really get to know one another in such a deep way mm. that when you meet up, it's just so magical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, it's just such a good time because it just removes any awkwardness and just the conversation just flows nicely. Mm. And, yeah, you know that you're not wasting your time because you've kind of, like, built this foundation through for communication definitely and, and from and from a guy perspective it takes away the temptation of netflix and chill if you know what i mean so, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah i mean we can watch netflix but just in two completely different locations yeah it is helpful it just sounds like you guys just saw each other and like there was that spark like from the pictures and then you spoke and there, that just solidified that you know connection mm -hmm. between you mm -hmm. so like did you have a type before you guys got introduced by facebook randomly <laughs> i think from my perspective i've always been the kind of person to try go against the curve yeah so from being from a northern um, small town, small town mentality, pretty much just white people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then especially moving to South Africa and being immersed in this African culture, um, I was definitely aiming for an African lady. Hey! <laughs> <Hey>. me! <laughs> <laughs> No messing about. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, no two ways about it. I was, yeah, 
definitely interested in you. That was a part of the reason for sure. <laughs> so, and, and how about you, Zara? For me, I, I, I would say yes, I did. Um, as I mentioned before, I, I went to a boarding school from quite early on mm. when I was about eight. And back then, they weren't very, it was a private school, mm. you know, somewhere in the, well, in the middle of the country. It wasn't a very diverse school. And a lot of the black people there, I hate to say it would be probably cousins or family friends or something like that. So there wasn't much selection. So growing up, you sort of, you're around, you know, just pretty much white, you know, white guys mm. and that, you know, they're your friends and, you know, all of that. So I think I can sort of pin it down to my upbringing that I was, that's, that's who I saw, you know, they, these were the ones that were available. And so you, you started to become attracted to, and, you know, movies and all sorts of stuff so i think i did develop a, a sort of type unintentionally growing up um and so yeah grow, yeah growing up I, I, I thought you know I, i'm attracted to a lot of different people but i would find myself gravitating towards the type of johnnies in the world who are tall dark and handsome basically so i did have a, i did have a type and when <laughs> i saw his um uh face come up on on uh, facebook with a friend request i was like oh who's this Hello. Um, <laughs> so it really didn't matter. He came out with a cheesy chat up line. You were, no, like, no. <laughs> you were like, "Hey, hey, Johnny boy." <laughs> hey, wait, my line did it all. That was what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the at, at the time though, I, I I do remember thinking and praying about wanting. Um, so yeah, my tall, dark, and handsome guy, mm. uh, who was <laughs> interestingly enough someone who was musical so either you know drummers or guitars because i was very at that age particularly i was very much into um, believe it or not all types of music but specifically i was into you know punk rock and pop rock and yeah. you know a lot of the music that he was into at the time um and those are typically the type of uh, drummers and stuff you, you'd see and i was like oh it'd be awesome if it was like that and christian and oh god uh, if he could be next door that would be <laughs> so god basically was like yeah i'm gonna give you that 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 but he's in south africa so, <laughs> so i was like okay let me work with this and this is where we are just a, just testimony that god will give you what you want but he may not give you exactly how you want it because he's you know it's either some sort god's of got personality or, yeah god's got personality he's got some banter yeah. <laughs> he really really has so so okay you guys have, have done a long distance thing and um gotten to know each other intimately um, from a friendship perspective and built on that, that's great. Um, did you have any challenges from like um, a racial perspective, either um, like from friends or family or ex you know, extended community, when, when you guys kind of made your relationship sort of public or was it all positive and in support of you guys and you know, we're here for you? Well, for, at the start, when I first came back from South Africa for that two-week period where we first met, after our in-person meeting, I changed our Facebook status to in the relationship. Wow. <laughs> he did not ask me, by the way. <laughs> so I was on the train home and all of a sudden, you're in a relationship. <laughs> and that was that. Yeah. <laughs> 
thought it would sound like a request saying this person requests to be in a relationship, but yeah, it doesn't. It's just like, yeah, you are now in, in a relationship. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I had no reservations whatsoever. Like I instantly gave it to the world, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at that time, in fairness, there were like, I wasn't quite as aware of the, the capabilities of the internet and Facebook and what it really means when you share that kind of stuff. Mm. But that's good because the sort of innocence of it just put it out there without a second thought. Mm. Um, I got lots of positive responses from people I was with in South Africa because they were kind of mostly African themselves and like that kind of thing. (laughs) We knew it. We knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In terms of challenges, I think for me, definitely some of the cultural things that uh, are expected of you um, when you sort of enter a relationship with an African girl um, in terms of like marriage rituals and various things that should take place. For me, I, I found, um, <clears throat> I found it when I first introduced, well not introduced, when I first told my mum about Johnny. So this was before I'd actually physically m- met him. I think, yes, I think it was. I was saying how I was talking to someone on MSN and how, cause she would, she would be like, who are you talking to online all the, all this time. And so I, I explained it. And I just remember at the time, so she, she hadn't met him by this point, but she was like, ah, Zaza, why a white boy? And I was like, bombshell. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but mum, why not? You know, so just a, a bit of a backstory. So two of my sisters are both married to white British, white British guys. And so to me, I didn't see it as any issue. I've grown up in, Part of me, me, I was like, well, why did you send me to a, a, a white, you know, boarding school? <laughs> you knew it was going to happen, basically. Um, you know, I wouldn't blame her or anything. But <laughs> I, I was just like, well, this is, this is it. And, you know, initially, you know, in any African mother would be like, you know, I want you to stick with traditions, you know, I want you to have these, you know, Nigerian children, you have a Nigerian family, you can one day go back to Nigeria and keep the legacy and understandably so. So that was her initial reaction. But within the same conversation, like half an hour later, she was like, oh, as long as you're happy. And that for me was the, the biggest point where she, she didn't go back on it or anything like that. She was just accepting and loving, you know, after all yeah. we're in England, you know, I know of a lot of families, particularly Nigerian families who are very, very strict. And even though you're sending them to the school, schools with these people you know they're they're friends of these people dare they even you know date them it's just it's it's different cultures really yeah. but you no know, i think after that uh, my family was supportive yeah. definitely you know my, my brothers and sisters my mum yeah we're all everyone's yeah. supportive mm-hmm. and the same with your family yeah really uh, you know it's not the first time we've had to think about this before and um you know we were looking back and and, and wondering how is it that both of our families were kind of, other than those instances, generally quite cool with it. Is yeah. it because my sisters on my side have sort of, they probably did lay, lay down the groundwork and they, they probably took, not the actual beatings, but the physical, uh, not the physical. And then they would have sort of um, laid down the, the groundwork and paved yeah. the way basically for... Yeah 
for others like me to, to follow. We're all very, very close. Yeah. And, you know, often people say you don't see colour and all of that. You know, but the, that is basically how you feel. It's very, very welcoming. And there's, there has never been an instance of, oh, you're, you're black or you're from Nigeria or you're, you're different in any yeah. way. You know, you might get the, the usual things like, oh, your hair is, in, you know, nice and that sort of thing where it's an obvious physical thing where, you know, people might comment and be like, oh, your hair's really nice. Or, you know, one day I come with long hair, one day it's short. Obviously, someone's going to ask a question. That's yeah. not being racist or anything. It's yeah. inquisitive. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there's, there were, you know, there were no instances where I felt unwelcome um, mm. at all on, on his, from his family. Speaking of challenges, though, Taking out a weave. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she went there. Johnny, 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 Johnny. <laughs> what experience have I got in that? Like, how am I qualified to be doing this job? <laughs> By now, you're overqualified. You know, <laughs> right? Taking <laughs> out weave. I, I wish I took photos. No, I think I do have some photos. This boy is there in his marigold gloves, right? Because he doesn't want to get up all in there with his bare fingers. He's got, you know, those head torch lights. He's got one strap. I'm not even kidding you because he can't, because he can't see properly. And obviously, dare he cut my hair? Dare he cut my hair? Uh, if I get the hair, woo, no, he's not be able to see the thread. So he's there with his his like little flashlight, his gloves, like trying to get in there. And but he can do it. He can take out my weave. He's relaxed my hair. Yeah, you for know, that, yeah. Look at that. This, this hair actually, no burns. Ladies, come here. by my husband. Wow. <laughs> Johnny, you should be a YouTube channel. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I'm behind you 100%. Do you know what? It's beautiful. It's so beautiful mm. to hear about racial harmony and about love and about support. Um, from the wider, from the wider community or the wider family, um, how much of that do you think is based on the love of Christ? Because I get the feeling that that you both come from Christian families. Yeah. So how, how much do you think the 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 love of Christ? You know, how much of that was a factor in the acceptance and the lack of issues and all the rest of it? Yeah. It's, it's obviously difficult to speak on their behalf because we don't know how they saw it, but I, I think 100% you've got yeah. it spot on. It, we, we both come from Christian backgrounds, learning to accept other people for who they are in mm. Christ rather than the colour of their skin or what they like to eat or do. Mm. So I really think that made a, a, played a massive part in, in, on both of our sides because it was just a, it, it doesn't matter. You know, what was more important to my mum and my family is, is he a Christian? That was the first, one of the first questions, you know, is he a Christian? Because if not, forget it. Like, absolutely forget it. And I, I imagine it probably would be the same for, for Johnny's family. Well, it would have been a consideration Johnny had first anyway. Yeah. So de- definitely, from a, it was from a Christian perspective of mm. being welcome and that, <coughs> that was the reason for the harmonisation. Yeah. I think for me, like, I guess it's a testament to just the upbringing being rooted within the Bible yeah. is race and ethnicity was never even a consideration for me whatsoever. Like the, 
I remember the first time I really considered it was when I moved to South Africa and all of a sudden I'm living in the middle of a township and you know it's in front of your eyes you can see the sort of um, effects of this segregation and that was the first time I really sort of looked at it from an outside perspective it was like wow this really happens in the world Um, and obviously I'd lived in the township so the sort of roles were reversed, as it were, where I was the only white guy mm. in the middle of this whole African community. And when I'd walk down the street, people would be looking at me, sort of staring at me, and they'd say things like, Lahua, which means white boy. Mm. And they'd be shouting that as I go down the street. But I don't think they meant it in a derogatory way at all. It's more of a, how come you're here sort of thing? Like, this is unusual. You're not... You, you guys aren't normally coming through our neighbourhood saying hello to everyone and smiling and hanging around and whatnot. So that was the real first instance for me where sort of race and inclusion and that whole question became a, a real thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just a testament to that, like I say, that upbringing of one man in Christ, you know. Um, yeah, we'd, we'd looked at Galatians 3.28 before this where it says there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and that just shows that it's got nothing to do with any external things. We're, we're all one in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think we were both raised with those values. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's really helped our relationship from that angle, for sure. It's so beautiful. Honestly, I feel it's like so crying. Yeah, it's, it's so, so beautiful. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so moving. It's so beautiful. It's so moving. Because, so. like, I, you know, my mum and dad really protected me from this whole kind of race issue. You know, I, I always saw them as the same. I never saw, I saw my dad was African but I didn't see his colour, if that makes sense. I saw his culture rather than his colour. Mm. And um, and so, like, my mum and my dad, like, through their relationship, it's what you're describing. There was never, there was never this, like, oh, yeah. It was more so when I stepped outside and other people started to educate me mm. in their own way mm. that I suddenly realised, oh, Wow. And I guess in a way, you know, the way people related to me, there may have been racism when I was growing up, but it was never in like high definition to me because I wasn't looking for it. I mm. I didn't really like understand. And because it was subliminal um, and it wasn't like overt, um, I could just think, oh, well, maybe they just don't like me or, you know, more that side of things than it was because I was different. Because like you described, Sarah, like all of my friends were white. There was hardly any, I think there was like, there was no black girls in my year. Um, there were, two of us were um, mixed race. There was one black boy in my year one mixed race so like literally there's probably a 10 10 of us in a whole year group that were you know of black or ethnic minority so um so yeah but I never I never saw I never felt like I like stood out um and even though 
even though I wasn't in like a Christian community because it was coming from home and, mm. and they were making me feel that way. Um, and their relationship, um, you know, it wasn't, there wasn't anything in there where, I, I mean, I think deep down my mum wishes she was African really. <laughs> she's just like, why was I born with this skin? Seriously. <laughs> Inside, I am African. So, <laughs> so yeah, she, yeah. And she loved having, um, you know, little brown babies, little yeah. cute brown babies. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I think I should just say one thing though. I, let me not, paint a, a picture that you know we're walking down the street and everything's beautiful and dandy and the sun's all shining and the trees are singing there were instances where we would be together and, and this goes to what you were saying before Sharon in terms of you, you've got a certain you grow up with a certain way and you don't really see issues or any colour until someone on the outside points it out so mm. we would be walking you know around the streets sometimes going to cinema and like you know wood green those sorts of places and there would typically be more black people around yeah. and they would look at Johnny and I funny. And sometimes I would have guys say to me, you should be with a black man. You shouldn't be with him. You should, you should be with a black. And I would sort of brush it off as, you know, nothing. But when you think about it later on, you're like, well, that, that's really wrong. That's mm -hmm. fundamentally wrong. And you know, it's, yeah, it, it, it was hard. There, there were times, you know, when we'd go on holiday, people would be looking. And mm -hmm. it's not just a look of, oh, that's interesting. It, it would turn into a stare sometimes. Mm -hmm. There were, I think, on one holiday in particular, we were on holiday. I think that, that wasn't so much the couple, but that was more an instance for me where we were walking somewhere and I had these two Asian ladies approach me um, and they had their selfie sticks and all this, and they were like almost grabbed me away from Johnny to take a picture with me as if, and it was really confusing at the time. I didn't quite know what was going on. It felt like, I don't know, they thought I was Beyonce or something, but then it came very apparent that I may have been the only black person they've seen mm. person or whatever. And mm. it did bring me to tears. They were taking pictures with me, like selfies, like smile. And I was sort of like half smiling because it just happened so quickly. I didn't yeah. quite know what just happened. And, you know, they were like, and then they walked off happy and, and Johnny now that they've got a picture of the black person. But I was left there in tears, you know, with Johnny just being like, what has just happened? Yeah, and yeah. all of these things, you know, throughout your life and throughout our relationship, like small things like that, I sort of, like you, Pip, I would just brush it under the carpet and just deal with it another time. But it's times like these, you know, now in this particular climate where you think about it and you'd be like, that was racism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, no one should be made to feel different or, or special or less than. Wow. So for anyone who, um, you know, might be, have, has never entered into an interracial relationship before, but might be considering it, um, or, you know, maybe they're, perhaps dating and because I think it is different when you're dating it's one thing when you state your intentions to get married it's like everyone thing. everyone starts taking yeah. some kind of emotional steroid or something goes <laughs> <laughs> to like the next level of like scrutiny so like what what from your own experience is there any kind of um advice you could share I think for 
anyone who's looking to go into an interracial couple is to not overthink it. It's mm. not this, you know, obviously I'm not saying that there's not going to be any challenges. You don't know that until, unless you know your family and, and your friends, but love conquers all. And I know that's a really cheesy thing to say, but it really does. Mm. So that's never put you off going into a relationship unless, unless, and let me just carry out that. If you're in a remote part of the world listening to this somehow and your your family might you you know you belong to a tribe where you'll kill the other person <laughs> think about it then perhaps don't do that and let me just caveat that but other than that <laughs> it could happen guys we have to be safe in these things <laughs> but i i would all, all i would always always say go for it because you don't know i didn't know what was going to happen when i said yes to that request and let me just be clear also i could have easily said no one thing i didn't mention is that and i wasn't sure about mentioning but in johnny's profile picture he was in a big group of guys and all of these guys were obviously african he was the only white one in the picture i didn't know which one he was in the picture when he added me i guessed by his name and at the time also i'd had a lot of um guys messaging me being like what's up B you know that those sorts of guys yeah. who I'm not, I'm not adding you because you've just said what's up but you can see my name if you want to say what's up use my name anyway Johnny had added me on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd, he'd added me at the time I was getting those sorts of messages and so I saw his profile picture not knowing which one he was and I could have quite easily and I, I thought about it being like nah he's just going to be one of those guys but I said yes and I took a risk and look where we are now we're so happy that we did the journey that we did. I couldn't have asked for a better journey. So I would say to someone, do not be worried about those things because ultimately you will cross those barriers as they come and you'll learn together and you'll do it together. And more importantly, if you are a Christian, which, you know, I hope you are, but the God that we serve, he will help you through any of those situations. Yeah. He will make a path for you where there seems like there's no way at all. Mm. He will make it happen for you. And if it's, his design it will happen so yeah. i would say do not worry at all and go for it yeah and i think what i would add to that would be the fact that we spent all that time getting to know each other first mm. made a real difference in the way that we are we approached the relationship there was because it felt like forever that we had to wait whilst we were talking in getting to know each other forever before we can actually see each other, mm. even though it was what, you know, five months or whatever. Yeah. That really sort of put a sense of patience and yeah. making sure that we weren't rushing it. And th the mindset changed from, oh, this is amazing. Let's just have it all now to, to more of a slow down, get to know each other approach. Yeah. Um, but being intentional, knowing that you're a christian knowing that you want a god-filled relationship um and being aware together that you're aiming towards marriage but there's no rush to get to that point mm. uh, you, you still want to grow and learn together and then when it feels right on both sides because for me it was definitely a sort of balancing act trying to figure out i think i was ready for marriage before zara was getting to know each other, establishing um, your sort of values together. Mm. And then once you're at that point, then, then you take it to that next level mm. because you've already together established that 
you're on the same page, this is what you want. Whatever challenges do come from taking it to that next step, you're aligned. You're aligned, you're together, your your purpose is one. Uh, and you know that the challenges you're going to face together. Thanks for joining us this week. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you rate the Love Podcast and share it. Please don't forget to subscribe so that all our episodes come to you directly. Till next time, love and later.